Oh, just great. Just dandy. You've got that uh, fun new haircut that I really like. I do. I do. A listener can't enjoy it, but uh, it looks real good. You're looking real good, baby. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking good. And I noticed, which you may say is not that impressive because you told me that you were going to get your haircut and then went and got your haircut and came home and I said, nice haircut. But in the past, that has not been enough for me to compliment you on a nice new haircut. So Also cut off like five inches. Right. So. But that happened once before, and I, I was did. like, hey, how's it going? Anything new happening? What's shaking? <laughs> hey, what's for dinner? Yeah, is that the cat making a lot of noise? Yeah, what's you shaking? You call it Yeah, shaking? that cat who was just carousing with the neighbor cat outside. I think there was some real uh, spiked penis action going on out there. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. Um, well, welcome, everybody. We're here to talk about Matt James's hometowns. Oof. Oof is right. This uh, episode landed harder than Rachel skydiving for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. But we've got some fun stuff to do, some fun and not so fun stuff to deal with first. So the real fun thing, we've got a very special shout out. It's to Christina Overholse. Happy birthday <laughs> to, to you. Oh, really? You get to join in on the Luann birthday song? I thought this was the Marilyn Monroe birthday no, song. All it's right, Luann. Let's hear. No. Congratulations, Christina. You've caused the fight <laughs> that's going to lead to our divorce, but happy birthday. You know, it would just be nice if just once I could sing something on my own <laughs> without you joining in you're a real jenna from 30 rock over there i you know i just wanted to happen once why it's never happened ever honestly i don't think it has okay ever in the history of the show all right and uh, you didn't even get the joke it's not marilyn monroe it's luann de lesseps and we'll let her sing happy birthday okay all right here you go christina to you Marilyn happy birthday <laughs> to you happy birthday oh, dear Andy baby Andy baby <laughs> bring it home Luke happy happy birthday <laughs> to you All right, well, happy birthday. I hope that our special birthday greeting <laughs> involving a marital fight really warms your heart. We hope you're happy. <laughs> she uh, lives in Bowling Green, Ohio. I hope you're having fun out there in Bowling Green, having a great time. Land and... of the non-accent. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's like the pure... They train newscasters to speak like people from Ohio because oh. they have the least amount of accent. Oh, how about it? Yeah, so... Christina Overholz has no accent. Way to be neutral, Christina. <laughs> Way to have no personality. Uh, and this is from Kimberly and Carrie, your sisters. Aww. Isn't that I sweet? It. I know. That's real sweet. More birthday shout outs. We will shout out people for anything. New job. We shouted out that um, woman who got a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. We will shout. Any life event, we'll shout out for it. I'm, uh, I've already been begging for us to shout out your town. We'll shout out any new pet. Whatever you want. Of course, now I'm going to regret this because we're going to get like 50 things. <laughs> Clearing up of the UTI. Keep us apprised of the UTI situation. We had that one listener that sent us a message that she had like broken up with a terrible boyfriend. Yeah, good for yeah. her. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's Excellent. great. We, we salute that. You pulled a real uh, Serena and we're like, no, I'm out of here. Somebody that <laughs> what, wouldn't watch The Bachelor with her. Oh, Jesus. You don't what need a loser. that negativity in your life. <laughs> Um, okay, so we got some really nice reviews. We got Shimmy326 saying that our show is seriously the best. Says that during the show, they'll say out loud, ooh, I can't wait to hear what the podcast will say about this. Oh, we've got a hot take. Here's the thing. I feel like we've arrived when someone refers to us as the podcast. The podcast. We are the so podcast. gross. Uh, are you going to say it or am I? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> just too inoff- too offensive. I well, I can't say have it. To say That's it. true. Yeah. Yeah, I just was looking forward to bleeping it out. I was getting ready to take my notes. All right, Terry Gross, you See, now was that so hard? All right. Um we got a nice review from Piccolino Pigeon. 
um, who gave us an update on a previous review saying that Matt James's season is boring AF. And their take is the problem is that Matt James is still too close to the franchise, being friends with Tyler and Hannah. Like, they should have gotten somebody with no connection. It's still too incestuous. Uh, I do agree that if we're going to go outside the Bachelor family, I feel like let's just pick someone that's fucking awesome, which I think is what the the argument that they're making to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, like, before we did this whole incestuous choosing method we had a prince yep we had uh firestone yeah we had british matt we had british matt yeah yes have there been any uh kim kardashian as the bachelorette rumors floating around i feel like that's the kind of rumor not yet but but let's start that that one yeah (laughs) (laughs) there are now (laughs) Uh, so what is it? Picolino Pigeon? Picolino Pigeon, yes. There's a story behind that username. <laughs> and I'm going to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. Let's go balls to the wall. Like, uh, who was that? Who, who, who would I be super excited to see as The Bachelor? Um, dream Bachelor. Dream pick. Dream pick for The Bachelor. So you're thinking like a Zac name. Efron. Yeah. Yeah, is Can he you single? even imagine? Yes, that, is he single? Please. What? I mean, he's he's a hot commodity. I'm surprised he hasn't been snatched up yet. <laughs> you can't, no one can hold him. No one can hold him down because he's too hot. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. So he, they call it the Ghostbusters and it's in control. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I just think like, let's get a, let's, okay, Let's get a real celebrity. Yeah. None of this Charlie O'Connell bullshit. Right. If they bring in one of the lesser Wahlbergs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want it to be fucking Marky Mark this or is no Robin Wahlberg. Wahlberg. He's a third cousin. <laughs> he went to a Wahlbergers one time. <laughs> they let him design a secret menu item. Uh, I yeah, I would like to see a big name, yeah. bachelor or bachelorette. Yeah. Or is since we're talking about replacing Chris Harrison, anyways, big name as the host, like nah, even a guest host. No, now, the host is such a thankless job. I feel like Chris Harrison is actually the perfect person for this job. In the sense that he's like bland and boring. Just a fucking yeah, boob. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That job doesn't need to go to anybody that demands respect. <laughs> That's a good point. Is like, I mean. He needs to go, but uh, it's not like somebody amazing needs to fill that slot because it's just like, hi, take your roses. This is the final rose. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a stupid question. How are you feeling about this week? So do you like all the women? Is this intimidating for you? So eight girls left, six roses. (laughs) What are you going to do? You've got to cut two. (laughs) It's like when Robin Sherbatsky auditions to be the host of Heads or Tails. It's just like... (laughs) (laughs) All right, and one more nice review. We got Boonter Doggy, number one fan. Yes, I am. I swear we've already gotten a is review. That, that is not our friend John Sparts. I don't think so. Because that person also said that anytime we need input on ATV versus uh, four-wheeler, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't believe Are that you always... Are you implying always... that we don't know the difference <laughs> between an ATV and a four-wheeler? If my life depended on if we were like fleeing from terrorists and someone's like, don't take offended. the ATV, take the four-wheeler, we would be dead. You chose poorly. <laughs> and I guess a bonter doggy, maybe? I know we've gotten a review from this person before, but it's nice to hear from them again. Always. I swear I recognize always that name. Always nice to hear from a friend. All right, so now let's deal with this other review. So I'm going to read it in full because I don't want to be accused of misrepresenting this person's argument. Three stars. Three star review, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to say we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't okay. too proud. So why do I need a nickname says stop the racist narrative. It's fuck, And then it cuts off and I can't read the rest. But I believe it said it's false and you know it. All right. I love you guys. Gee, thanks. Thank you. But stop the madness. Intent matters. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, etc. Rachel went to a big pretty house that is now being used to bring people together in celebration and merriment. 
That's it. Stop your crazy racist narrative. She is getting persecuted because she is white, pretty, and conservative in the all caps. to be white and pretty. God, people are always coming at you when you're white and pretty. Back off, everybody. <laughs> white, pretty person coming through <laughs> who's conservative. Uh, that's it. Not everything has to be about race. And Chris decided to be the only rationale adult in the room. Shame on no, 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 all no, no. of you. Read that again. It's Chris decided to be the only rationale adult in the room. Yep. And then what's the next line? Shane. Oh, sorry. Shane on all of you. Shane on all of you. Shane on us indeed. All right. So that's the review. I don't actually want to spend a ton of time on this because I feel like we explained over the course of two episodes why Harrison's interview was a problem. And there are a lot of great resources out there, including the Rachel interview that we talked about. You can also see their statements from Tasha, from Matt James himself, uh, from several other people about why this whole situation is a problem. Uh, but let's deal with it real quickly. If you're going to an antebellum plantation in celebration of the old South, that's about race. <laughs> Not everything is about race, but if you're doing that, that's about race, whether you want it to be about race or not. Um, so I think that's pretty clear. And I think, again, like, we all, we all understood the intent. Like, nobody thinks that Rachel was like, hooray, slavery. Right. But the message is, slavery is okay, even if that's not the message that she and meant also, to send out. let's just remember plantations as a place of merriment. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> let's have fun at the plantation. It's fun for white people. Also, who's being brought together at the plantation? I'm guessing not a lot of black fraternities are like, hey, let's have a plantation yeah. party. <laughs> hey, you this know is what? a great time. 2021 is a place of merriment. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yeah, so, and again, Chris was not uh, really being all that rationale, I thought, in that in interview. In fact, I thought that Chris was being especially irrational. <laughs> a rationale like, person. you rewatch it, and yeah. you're like, what the fuck, Chris right. Harrison? Did you, like, have one too many drinks before this? Yeah. Or something. Something. Yeah. Um, a rationale person would have listened a little more carefully, maybe. Engage. And that's the thing. A bunch of people were like, you were just engaging in civil dialogue. Like, no, he wasn't. He was talking over he was her. talking over. Not yeah. listening. Because, you know, I get like if she would have said like, hey, what would I have been at this party? And would have said, oh, that's interesting. Can you elaborate on that? Instead, he just like ignored her. Right. Or who are you to say? Like, that's that's what a civil dialogue sounds like is when the person makes a point, you listen to that point and ask them to elaborate on it. Like I do on the show whenever yeah, you say something. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, sure. An your rationale would be if one person starts singing and the other person immediately sings over them. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think we've covered this so pretty the well. the general message is Shane on you. <laughs> yeah, I am not shamed at all by this situation. All right. You ready to talk about Matt James? Let's do it. Yeah. Ugh, do we have to? I guess we do. We are contractually obligated to the people who no longer uh, support this show. KY theoretically could shove an ad in here somewhere. So I guess we have to talk about it. Bye, KY, guys. There we go. All right, so Matt is working out in preparation for hometown. Oh, yeah. He's wearing some real short shorts. He, he was doing some weird, like, leg lift, arm lift move, and I was wondering, like, should I be doing this? Yes. Yeah, I should. I'm going to go back and just steal Matt James's workout routine slash workout look. I, uh, there's something about Matt that I find, and I'm not, well, not that there's anything wrong with that. I find it strangely effeminate. Like, he's very, I almost want to say graceful. He just has these, like, long limbs. Mm. He's always wearing those bro leggings. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I He does not strike me as overly masculine, which isn't a bad thing. Neither do you. But in different ways. Mm -hmm, sure. Like, he's graceful and competent. I'm just kind of a goofball goober. Is he competent, though? 
I mean, he split that wood in one slice. Uh, did he, though? He may or, or may not. did the production <laughs> slice it for him and then, like, tape it back? Right. And they're like, hey, Say, Matt, swing try this. this one. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one's ready to go, big guy. He, you know, I mean, we keep coming back to this same thing of, like, John Hamm on 30 Rock being too pretty. I almost feel like Matt suffers a little bit from that. Like, he's just a very pretty individual Um and I don't know. It just seems like there's an easiness to him with everything. Okay. Okay. He's very fashionable. Uh-huh. He's wearing these turtlenecks. Well, everybody's wearing turtlenecks. Now, that's the lesson we've learned. The turtleneck is the right apparel for fall Pennsylvania weather or the desert. I think there's like a, um, there's a, like, remember back remember back in 2018 way back when (laughs) it was a different time like the early aughts (laughs) Mm -hmm. when metrosexuality was a big thing yeah no that's like there's like a version of that that's going on with a bunch of like generation z Mm -hmm. guys where i'm like just give me like frank costanza in dirty gray sweatpants like (laughs) I feel like there's Is that like, what really what you want? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it is, but there's also something again that's like a little too precious about Matt and a little too polished. Okay. Okay, that I see. That I totally get. Yeah, it's just like and again, especially for wanting to be so vulnerable. And I like him. I'm just tr- like I I have, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about um I I Part of why I think I'm not taken with this season is just that I do find him a little boring, Mm -hmm. but I also find him a little bit like asexual. Like I'm not looking forward to the fantasy suite. Yeah. And I mean, think about some of the like raw, like soft porn sexuality that we got between like Hannah B and Tyler. Sure. Yeah. I don't... (laughs) I don't see any of that here. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, I agree with sort of the polishness and the preciousness, and the metrosexual is totally on the note. I feel like all those guys who don't wear socks are this, like, Gen (laughs) Z version of metrosexual. And I'll say, too, it's not just Matt. Like, I, because I'm I'm going through the contestants, am I, like, excited about a fantasy suite with matt and michelle no and i like michelle i think she's great i like matt Mm -hmm. i think he's great do i want to think about them like doing it i'm good yeah no that's a good like they already seem and honestly we'll get to this later but if you were to ask me today who i thought he would pick i would guess michelle because it seems like they've already been together for like five years right and are past the like hot and heavy phase of their relationship Oh, Already. <laughs> no, 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 I'd like to play something that, well, actually, it's my latest, so it's nice and fresh. Called Hot and Heavy. You know what I mean? Like, it already seems like they're comfortable with each other, and like, she's a school teacher, and he's yeah. wearing his turtlenecks, We're and they're going to move gonna... to Minnesota. <laughs> and they're going to go home and watch a show on the couch Look, and then fall asleep. Nobody has sex in Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, God, Becca and Garrett are living up there. Well, not, anymore. not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, still. she would always say to Garrett, let's do the damn thing. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> let's do the frosty snowman. <laughs> With your carrot nose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Matt's wearing some workout shorts. Um, Harrison comes through and... <laughs> what? Oh, no. All this is to say yeah. Matt's wearing <laughs> yeah. some workout shorts. That's <laughs> my general thoughts on Matt at this point. Um, he tells everybody who is there for them. And I felt like they were putting a lot of like dramatic energy into mm-hmm. this moment. So I thought he was going to get to Brie and be like, Brie, no one is here for you. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Yeah. No, some other friend also named Brie is here. And Two your mom. Brie's. <laughs> the confusion. Two, Two Brie's in one <laughs> building. <laughs> None of whom are balding. <laughs> And uh, also your mom and your baby sister. I thought like, oh, that's cute. Like her 19-year-old sister. Nope, an actual baby. (laughs) No, and you would have known that if you had been paying attention to the previous season or previous episode. Right, where they showed the preview. I did remember that, but I had forgotten because this this show comes and goes from my mind immediately. That's where you and I differ. 
<laughs> Your mind is a steel trap for this show. Jump into the date with Michelle. Yeah, can I ask real quick though? Nope. So this means these people have no input on who's coming, or did they like say, I "Hey, here's who I want"? A list and okay. They were like, we'll see who we can get. Yeah, we'll see what we can do for you, Bree. Your, your other dad, friend, Bree. I don't dad, know. Bree. Oh, sorry, he took a pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much. <laughs> Apparently, this second new dad is also out of the picture. Maybe he just didn't want to be on TV. No, because her mom at one point is like, if it doesn't work out, we can mend our broken hearts together. Oh, Remember okay. Remember, that's why I was like, what happened to the dad and Oh, that? yeah, it's okay. it's a pretty young baby. Yes, yes, it is. All right. Um. Anyway, Michelle is up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come out wearing the same outfit. Oh, adorbs. Is it? <laughs> Is it not? Yeah. It is. It just felt a little random to me. It was like a light lavender color that they were both wearing. But again, that fits with what you were saying about Matt. Like, I don't think that I have or could pull off that shirt that Matt is wearing. Well, you don't have that shirt, but you have that fucking sweater that you always try to wear that I'm like, stop wearing this fucking goddamn lavender sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I just and got rid of that other. And you put it quietly back yeah, into your closet. And think like maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time she'll come out wearing a similar lavender sweater you know, and it will be adorable. You went to the doctor and weighed the most you've ever weighed. Not to publicly yep. shame you. But to publicly you, shame me. Well, just to put a little idea in your head. You got yeah. that sweater quite a while ago. <laughs> quite some time ago. So yep. even beyond the fact that I just don't like the color lavender that much, especially on a gentleman, mm-hmm. um, I believe that a sweater might not fit you anymore. Might serve a slightly <laughs> smaller gentleman better at the, if I give it to the thrift store. Yes. <laughs> No, that um, that sweater, I got rid of that one, I think, and that brown striped one that you didn't like anymore. The brown striped one was fine. Yeah, but we, it was strongly suggested you that that You had that brown striped could... sweater when we were in graduate school. And it's still holding it together. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Frank Costanza in gray sweatpants? That's me. No. I'm wearing those joggers around if, all the time. If you're going to be that, you also have to emulate some other standards of masculinity. <laughs> oh, I, I can't do that. Exactly. Never mind. Like, yeah. I feel like you and Matt occupy a different sphere than Frank. Sure. And Matt and I also occupy a different sphere than one another, too. <laughs> We um, neither of us give off a lot of masculinity, but in different ways. Well, we'll do a little. We'll draw a Venn diagram. Oh, of where we intersect. Yeah, yeah. of all of this. Yeah. I'll do that. I okay. don't have anything else. To sure, do. you don't have anything going on. Yeah, make I'm uh, certainly whip that not up. supposed to get certified to teach online by the fall. Couldn't you use that? Nah, yeah. Yeah, make make something in like Microsoft Visio that shows how we get together. I don't even know what that is. I feel like you just made that up. No, that's a real thing. You make flow charts and org charts with it. That's called PowerPoint. <laughs> make it in PowerPoint. What's an org chart? Shows the structure of the organization. Oh, God. That's actually what we need for the Bachelor franchise because it would show us exactly where Harrison slash the new non-racist host you know, would go. I don't walk around acting like I'm super cool because I know what a pantoum is. So I don't need you to, oh, you can make an org chart. I thought everybody knew what an org chart is. Why was. would I know what an org chart is? I just thought I could throw around some business jargon and really impress you. <laughs> How's that for masculinity? Why? Throwing around yeah. some business. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> So ta- knowing what an org chart is. Is it too it's too much work to say organization chart? Not when everybody knows org what, what an org chart is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where are we? Boy, you can tell how excited we are about this episode by All how right, little so we Michelle spent. So Michelle is a school teacher, mm-hmm. and I thought this was actually very sweet. They Zoom with her students. I did notice the fact that she seemed to have chosen her best and brightest students. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to let anybody in there. Right. You're not going to let Tommy on the Zoom. Let's face it. <laughs> You're not going to let... Tommy is going to uh, pick his nose and eat the glue. You're not going to let... Uh... That kid that's in Lila's <laughs> Well, now I'm not going to name him. I, I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, I'll name him. Yeah, Joel. You're going to yeah. let Joel in there to talk about pandas. <laughs> All he's going to do is talk about pandas and then stab you with a pencil, <laughs> which he did to Lila. Yes. So. Yeah. And other people as well. Uh, yeah, so um, they go into like a theater of some kind and uh, all the kids are there on the Zoom 
Also, this is the most that these kids have learned in virtual school all year. <laughs> <laughs> they do a little bit of a kind of like kindergarten cop style, like boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Like the kids are just shooting off at the mouth. You never know what they're going <laughs> to say. What uh, crazy quips Is they're going to say. Is he your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to have babies? What about dogs? Can we talk to dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you giving Miss Young a rose? Well, you could tell some of them were prepped because they're like, how many girlfriends do you have? Yeah, but it was cute. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle says that she needs a partner who's going to be as passionate about her job as she is, that that has been the missing factor in a lot of her relationships. Mm -hmm. And that the reason why she put her life on pause was matt yeah also who's been teaching these kids well matt needed her more than these kids (laughs) during a pandemic these kids are fine yeah there's not going to be any sort of educational gap when they get back into the classroom she's taking the same view that i've taken of like (laughs) teaching online you can do it anywhere right yeah she's actually been zooming her class every day (laughs) she Uh, could be honestly (laughs) yeah you get not much to do with the old the nemacolon just ride bikes do yeah. your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So her dad, uh, we meet her dad, her mom, another an interracial couple, as were Serena's parents. And they're questioning of Rachel's, uh, many viewers on Twitter thought that Rachel's dad looked to be Hispanic. So, so some interracial mixing going on in here. It's crazy to me that uh, with all of the sleuthing that people have done about Rachel's family, we can't figure this out. But uh, no one has get confirmed. on it. Someone needs to like swab him with a twenty-three in me while no one's while he's not paying attention. He's get to the bottom of this golden retriever. <laughs> um. All right. So Michelle's dad pulls Matt and asks him what differentiates her from the other women and he's like yeah nothing <laughs> i love all of them <laughs> um he says that rachel or i'm sorry that michelle tells it like it is and mm-hmm. that their values align um i was i thought we were going to get more information about what happened during this time that michelle's talking about where she was in a really tough place right yeah cuz they talk about like a bad relationship in the past with for michelle that her family is the one that kind of pulled her back together after that, but we don't get a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure glad I know all about Victoria and how terrible she is. Right. Well, there's important and then there's important. (laughs) Um, Matt also tells the father that he is open to having conversations about moving to Minnesota. I know. I was actually, that's a big thing to say. That is bullshit. (laughs) There's no fucking way that Matt is going to move to Minnesota. He lives in New York right now. Is that right? He lives in Manhattan with Tyler C. Yeah. And a bunch of other guys in an apartment that apparently he pays very little for. No, Matt is not moving to Minnesota. That's actually a good question. How does Michelle feel about living with Tyler C. after they get married? Probably fine. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, how would you feel if I was like, hey, you got to marry me, but Tyler C. is going to live here too? Like, done. Yeah, you would be all about it. All right. So her mom says, wow, well, who would have ever thought? That's not Minnesota. Minnesota. (laughs) Does it seem too fast to you? She does that thing where she's like, I'm going to ask a question so that you know that it seems too fast to me. But does it seem too fast to you? (laughs) This is an unbiased, just a question. It's uh, just to probe your thoughts. Yeah, not to suggest anything. Michelle says, no, it doesn't, which is the weird thing. And if she didn't feel that her feelings were reciprocated, she wouldn't still be here. Um, and that she sees some of her father in Matt. Maybe her father also wears the same shirts that she does. He did not strike me as that. <laughs> he struck me as a little more old school gentleman yes. style. Yes, old school man's man. Yeah, yeah Michelle's dad for Bachelor. <laughs> All right, uh, we're wrapping up Michelle. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Rachel. Um, who says that her family might think she's crazy. <laughs> crazy. And then she asks Matt, do you trust me? <laughs> Madam, you are no Aladdin. Is it safe? Sure. Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? Yeah, so she... Or as the case may be, Prince Ali. 
in this particular situation. Yeah. Um, so she blindfolds him, which she blindfolded him like a little early to me. Like, I don't, then they just like drove around for a long time to drive to the airfield. But I don't know. Whatever. It's the Nemo yeah. colon. You got to do what you can. <laughs> I guess. I mean, she must have just been driving around in circles, too, because I don't know how far they can go. So they're jumping out of a plane mm-hmm. and watching it. I was like, I feel like I should do this. And then Rachel <laughs> lands real rough. I mean, that was some scary shit. That was a smack. Like, I'm surprised. Because, you know, you can have a rough landing, I suppose, you know, but that was like, it was, was like, like falling also, from 15 it was feet. Her face. Yes, like, it was right on her. <laughs> that's the moneymaker, too, for old Rachel. Um, but yeah, that. Um, I admit that I did laugh a little bit when I saw it, but then you realize how serious it is. God, I didn't. I yeah. was like, ooh, it looked bad. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they play this up for drama, which it actually I mean, this is compared to, say, Evan or whoever is calling an ambulance because they got a paper cut or whatever happened. I feel like this is they actually played this down like they didn't well, bring in like five ambulances. Thing to me, like. Matt runs over there, but I feel like if it was actually dangerous, it wouldn't have been Matt that was yeah. over there, you know? Right. Because they, I mean, they'll bring in who who fainted. They'll bring in medics for whoever, like, right. faints or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and this, they're like, no, nah, she's fine. She landed on her face from the sky. Matt I'm sure it's said good. She's not meant to take that kind of impact. <laughs> He's going to say that again next weekend. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, um, he said that the thought of losing her is scary and watching her land that way just really drove home how much he loves her. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If the rumors, which were the spoilers, which we're not going to go into, but have already been strongly implied, are true, do you think that Matt has Florence Nightingale syndrome? Like, is this when <laughs> Marty McFly's mom saves him from the car and uh, falls in love with him while he's in his her bedroom? Well, Matt didn't save her. I know, but like caring for and like, oh, she could have died. Like, no. Okay. I I'm don't. Just... I just think he maybe has some self hatred. No. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um. All right, they go to meet Rachel's mom, her dad, and her sister, I believe. That's right, Trinity. Her sister yeah. there, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the dad is real skeptical. The real. This is classic Bachelor dad. This is right a here. bad hombre. <laughs> if you will, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Twitter was unclear about. Their family won't comment. Honestly, though, it is weird to me that, like, you, I'm kind of surprised if he was Hispanic that she wouldn't be like, my dad's Hispanic, guys. Like, how can I be racist? I yeah, feel like she would have. I'm glad. Yeah, like coming from a mixed family myself. Right, exactly. Yeah, you think she would have like hammered that. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So the silence maybe confirms what's going on here. This but... is just your regular tan white dude. <laughs> Who has put on a, uh, what are those shirts called? Oh, I know what you uh, like, Gaia Vera, yeah. <laughs> Which is not what he's wearing. Right. I feel like your dad really like likes the- uh style, like, hey dude, right. ranch shirt. It's a little wild and a little strange. Just came straight from the ranch in Georgia <laughs> as an IT specialist. <laughs> really wrangling that data after a hard day of hog-tying viruses. Anybody want to do an org chart? <laughs> All right. Um, the dad does not trust the fact that there are still four ladies there. Uh, she tells her dad that she thinks she's different. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we just want to make sure that you're being respected. You know, and like, again, this is the always the weird thing about the current incarnation of the show is like, on TV, I like these people. It sounds like I wouldn't have liked, like I wouldn't like them knowing everything we know about them outside of this show. Yeah. But like, I agree with this dad, you know, like this is classic dad. This is how I assume I would be if our child, oh, if our kid was on TV, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I need to lose a little bit of weight before I go on the show and put on my lavender sweater. I'm too big. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but this is sort of classic bachelor dad. Um a little skeptical, perhaps the voice of reason in an otherwise uh, unrational or unrational situation. Shane on you. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, again. I just don't have that much to say about no, any of I these dates. Either. We can blow through it. Yeah, we got Bree next. 
Um, they go off-roading. I believe they are in what you would call a suburban. <laughs> I believe it's called a motorcycle. Uh, they're off-roading in a way for Bree to get payback for their first date when Matt rolled her in. What was that? Was that an ATV? I think that was an ATV or a four-wheeler. Or are those the same thing? Maybe the problem is those are the same thing. Need and we've never realized it. Um, so she says, I think today's date goes to show what a bumpy and crazy ride this entire experience has been. Thank you, Bree. Rachel, we didn't get a falling out of the sky and landing on your face is like falling in love metaphor. Shame on you. We got I'm literally falling for you. And so today we're going to fall together. Oh, we did? Shoot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, shame on me. then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, Bree says, off-roading is something I used to partake in growing up. <laughs> nothing makes you sound more like an off-roader than saying that you used to partake in it. Would you care to partake in some off-roading today? <laughs> um, she says that she's terrified about not being able to give Matt the conventional family that he might want. Because her mom had her when she was 13 and now has a little tiny baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, little teeny tiny baby. And of course, Matt also comes from an unconventional family, so was totally fine with this. As he said, like he also comes from the unconventional family, but it's the perfect family. The mom is there with the literal baby sister. Yes. And the baby does not give a shit that (laughs) she's on TV and is just crying (laughs) come on perform baby perform because you know what a baby's gonna baby (laughs) yeah so um let's see how can there be a baby with no crying (laughs) as the old folk song goes as the old folk song that our son listened to while he was falling asleep Mm -hmm. five thousand times a chicken when it's pippin it has no bones (laughs) google that one to see what it meant right i still am not entirely sure what it means it's, it's when like it's coming egg. out of the egg, it's right? Egg, yeah. Like when the chicken is in the egg. Yeah. No, I think it's just a egg, like a Pippin chicken. <laughs> See, we still don't Not know. Not to be confused with one of my favorite college restaurants that I frequented in Charleston, the Kickin' Chicken. The Kickin' Chicken, yeah. The chicken, when it's kicking, it has no bones. <laughs> oh, but it's got to have bones. That's how it's kicking. A cherry, when it's blooming, it's yeah. got no stone. <laughs> All these riddles are blowing my mind. Yeah. All right. Um, the mom was giving me very strange vibes. Okay, tell us about these At vibes. At first, I yeah. thought she was being kind of like bitchy towards Matt. Okay. And then I felt like she was kind of trying to flirt with him. <laughs> well, she's in his age range. So, yeah, correct. Yeah. Not a cougar, but not much. Yeah, the mom uh, does. She grabs Matt for a moment. I did like she said, I'm curious because he's dating my daughter, but he's also dating other people's daughters. He asks Matt if she's in, if he is in love with her, and he says, I'm falling for her, which is your classic bachelor hedge. Uh, Bree tells her mom that she feels like this is the first time someone is looking at all of her. Wait till the fantasy suites go. Because <laughs> this uh, sexually neutral, <laughs> lavender-wearing beast is going to be all over you. This kid doll is going to be all <laughs> over this situation. Um. The mom says that that feeling can't be faked. And then she says, worst case scenario, we mend our broken hearts together. Oh, Thanks, mom. Thanks for the vote of confidence. He may break your heart and we can eat haagen together. Oh. Uh, Bree tells him, I feel like I'm falling in love with you. I want more time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another uh, family day down. And then we get Serena, whose plan is since she can't take Matt to Canada would bring Canada to Matt. Um, Matt sets us up with, I think, what we in the literature business (laughs) call foreshadowing. Ever heard of it? (laughs) It's a literary device. He says, I like Serena a lot. I want her to see a future with me like I see it. Guess Mm. what, Matt? She doesn't. She doesn't. Want in one hand and spit in the other, Matt. Yeah, so she has set up a bunch of Canadian stuff, like a stuffed moose mm-hmm. and a bunch of Canada flags. 
and some uh, shots of maple syrup. Well, I was going to say, they take shots of maple syrup. Is Here that right? It. We are trying to cut sugar out of our <laughs> diets, and I would kill for a shot of maple syrup. Is that something I can do to lower my cholesterol? Maybe. <laughs> Will that get me back in that lavender I tell you sweater what's, again? What's not going to lower your cholesterol is that poutine that they were eating. Yeah. Oh, God. I do want that poutine, though. Yeah. The, um, oh, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Matt uh, is really going for that poutine next week. But uh, for now, okay. he's. What is that? Is that no good? <laughs> That's also, too racy. They also had some beaver tails. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, doctor told me I needed to lower cholesterol and then handed me a list of every delicious food and said, you can't eat this anymore. So now I'm just it's looking great, at though. that. Ryan's been fixing himself oatmeal for breakfast <laughs> for five days. And now uh, my cholesterol is totally back to normal. It's, it's totally fixed. fixed. Problem solved. I think I can go back to eating a peanut butter ego waffle every day now. They play ice hockey, Mighty Duck style. <laughs> you liked, so Matt had um, a little line here that you actually liked. where he. I sh- did, where yeah. he was like, uh, I'm going to like, what did he say? He was like, I'm a lot better than her, but I'm going to take it easy on her. He was her. like, it's hometowns, I'm going to take it easy on her. Yeah. I just feel like I finally, I was like, oh, that's how he actually talks. Right, like, oh, a glimmer of oh, personality. sarcastic. Right. I like that. <laughs> he's barely sarcastic. We'll take it. I also have to say, so a little fact check here. So she asked Matt what uh, they call a hat in Canada, and he says a toboggan. And she says, no. And he says, isn't that a kind of winter hat? And she's like, no, it is. It is a kind of winter hat. I Googled it. In America. In a, but still, she acted like he was insane for acting like I a toboggan was a, was a winter too. hat. It, yeah. it is. It is a hat. In Canada, apparently, this type of hat is called a toque. Is that a right? Duke. I just wrote a bunch of O's in the middle of that word, so I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. I believe it's pronounced tuka. A tuka? Okay. No, I'm kidding. That's a word for butt. Oh, or is for it? private part. <laughs> for your privates? <laughs> <laughs> in what? In Canadian? That's what they no. call your privates in Canada? Um, in Canada? <laughs> in Canada? In Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt's going to see my tuka next week. What are you googling this now? A little bit, don't but I don't, don't uh, Google image it. Whatever you do. What does Tuka mean? Tuka. Young boy. No. Yeah. <laughs> this has really gone Never off the mind, rails. That's Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> it means butt in Sanskrit. Tuka. A tuka. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, she asked him about the word for hat. She asks him how many points the uh, maple leaf flag has, and there are about five hundred ma- maple leaf flags in front of him. And he decides to answer the question by closing his eyes. I appreciate it. And imagining. He's like, I could just look at this flag, but I'm not going to do that. But she flat out tells him that he can do it. Because she's like, there are a bunch of hints in front of you. There's also a scene where they, uh, speaking of lowering your cholesterol, where they dip ham in maple syrup. I'm going to go ahead and do that probably for breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, the, you mentioned the ice hockey already. Serena wins. She says, I'm here to collect my prize. And they kiss. Um, all right. So. Tukas. <laughs> and uh, then they go meet the family. Yes. Yeah. Um, Serena says that she is just not 100% sure that um, she's there with Matt. And that she's hoping that she can look for a consensus from her family about how they work together. That's never good. No, not 100%. You never want to be like, I need my family to confirm that this right. is okay. I need my family to confirm that dating someone and marrying them on reality yeah. TV is a good decision. I need my family to tell me that I like this person. <laughs> right. Well, not 100% there's bachelor code for I'm out. Yeah. So, you know, as soon as she said that, it's like, this is over. Or to be more accurate, out. <laughs> That's true. In Canada. All right. In Canada. So her mom says that she is worried about how fast the process is, that she just isn't sure if Serena will be ready to get engaged. Serena tells her best friend that in her head, he checks every box. But her, I'm sorry, not her best friend, her sister. Um, her sister says that there's something missing and that she doesn't seem smitten. Doesn't seem smitten. <laughs> you can't you can't pretend to be smitten. <laughs> can't fake it. 
Yeah, and then uh, Serena's dad, all I have in my notes is, who is this nerd dad? (laughs) You're so white. (laughs) Who's this nerd? (laughs) Then I gave him a wedgie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually quite an authority on nerds. Get some masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this weak guy? Um. Yeah, Serena says that she's not a thousand percent sure. And the sister makes a good point. She says, I just don't want to see you talking yourself into something Mm -hmm. um, and making a mistake, which is quite rationale. Well, here's the thing is this is an interesting situation because for once the family is totally sane and rational and the person's like yeah you're right this is ridiculous for me to be marrying someone on reality i feel TV. like it's it was a situation where like serena was living in a fantasy about it and then this meet the family just like brought it back down to sure. reality for her and she was like oh shit right well she says you know she doesn't want him to propose and her thinking what am i doing you're not my person and so, yeah, it seems like it is sort of, like you said, this woke her up. Like, oh, these people from my real life are here. Now I have to think about what this would be like in real life. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want this Ken doll for my husband. So um, she says, I'm not there yet. I wanted my hometown to get me there, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, it feels like to me this, well, the way Serena feels about Matt kind of seems like the way that Matt felt about Katie. Which is like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a great person, but I'm just not, I'm not into this. Yeah. And, you know, I do think, I mean, once it gets down to that engagement, like the hometowns and the fantasy suites do feel very real. I was thinking about, you know, Ashley, uh, who ended up with JP. Mm-hmm. So one of the guys removed himself. Okay. His name was like Nikolai or, I don't know, he had like a... Nicolas. He has some sort of foreign <laughs> name, um, but he removed himself. So it it does happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's they all say like, oh, family hometowns makes it real. But like in this case, it really that really seemed to happen. Yeah. So yeah. So she's already talking to Matt at the end of the date about having some doubts. And, and then uh, Matt meets with Chris Harrison deep in the woods <laughs> so that they can go hunt down Slender Man. <laughs> no, they meet. He expresses his worry about Serena P because he says he doesn't know where she's at. Do you think he would have given the rose to Serena? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing is, again, watching these dates unfold. To me, like the two strongest ones seem to be Michelle and Brie. To me, though, I guess you oh, get all see, that I stuff. Rachel and Michelle. Yeah, you get all that stuff with Rachel falling on her face, and Matt's like, "Oh my god, I love oh, you." Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's Rachel, true. I would think that if anything, if Serena was going to get the rose, I would have thought that she would have gotten it, and Brie would have gone home. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Serena was already on the chopping block, so mm. maybe it was a good move to pull her pull herself out well he goes to meet up with serena to ask her about her feelings and he says you're the person i've spent the most time with and that's intentional but it's not enough for serena she breaks his heart yeah he says it sucks to hear that he's like that just stinks (laughs) that really stinks that's stinky Uh, he says there was something off with you after I left that conversation. Uh, it just stinks. <laughs> and then Harrison is talking to her to to Matt later about it, and he's like really twisting the knife. He's like, and then she left. You. <laughs> then you got dumped. You were supposed to be the bachelor. And then yeah. he says, is there a fear that there's another woman here who might also be feeling the same way? <laughs> oh, Harrison. Yeah. Are you worried Twisting that Serena the hates you and the other women all, right. all do too? Do you think that you might get left alone? Yeah. <laughs> See, any motherfucker could do this job, right? Just announce what's happening and then twist the knife in the bachelor's back. I will say Serena was looking pretty rough by that final scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think it had taken its toll. It had taken a toll. This whole experience. Yeah, well, and clearly it's taken a toll on Matt because even though he says, we are so close to the end, I can smell it. 
Is that what you smell, Matt? It's just the fantasy sweets, my friend. <laughs> Usually I make that kind of joke. I can smell yeah. that sweet Nema colon air. <laughs> you can smell that poutine from here. <laughs> okay. Is that not okay? They're not going to have any more poutine. The Canadian is gone. <laughs> oh, they're going to have it's more. It's time to eat some good old-fashioned American food. <laughs> like French fries. From the United States. Or as I like to say... Freedom fries. I heard Rachel's dad still insists on calling them freedom fries. <laughs> Is that not right? Man, that's almost like that was so stupid. But at this point in our like politics, I'm almost like, God, for only to go back to those days <laughs> when our politics or our political uh, problem was people wanted to say freedom fries. I should make you order them as freedom fries for a year. You know, I when Nick and my friend Nick and I mm. tried that one time. Mm. Well, no, and the woman was just like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> was this in Seattle? <laughs> no, it was in Colorado. We all are so wacky, so wacky. But the point being, my Ryan, he buys t-shirts by the pound, and he orders Freedom Fries. But the the point of the story is like. The waitress like, what are you guys talking about? Like, order some fucking French fries. <laughs> like, I don't make enough money for well, this. I can't believe it. Y'all's yeah. joke fell flat. Right, it totally fell flat. Yeah. But you're a couple of pranksters. Yeah, and- a couple of real jokesters. Uh, yeah, so the previews, for, so we get the women tell all next week. We do. And then the long-term previews have uh, Chris saying, do you know if you can do this anymore? And Matt saying, to be honest with you, I don't know, Chris. Uh, they always say, say Well, I was going to say, say Matt. Say, I feel yeah. I don't know if I can do this anymore either. Let's put this season to bed. I feel like this was a low energy episode for us and this show just because, like, I'm tired of this. You know, like, I'm getting to the point in the season where I just want to put this thing to bed. Okay. Well, then maybe stop talking about it. Okay. Sounds good. It's over. <laughs> I gave my love a cherry that had no stone I gave my love a chicken that had no bone I told my love a story that had no end I gave my love a baby with no crying How can there be a cherry that has no stone? How can there be a chicken that has no bone? How can there be a story that has no end? How can there be a baby with no cherry when it's blooming it has no stone a chicken when it's pipping it has no bone the story that i love you it has no end a baby when it's sleeping has no is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.